Welcome to the Warriors of Education podcast, bringing you heartwarming and real conversations with teachers on the front line of education from across the country. I am Karen Sarah Watson, and I am a teacher. This podcast is for those who want to better understand the experiences of today's teachers. Come join us. Welcome to the Warriors of Education podcast. Today, I am really excited to have uh, people from the National Educators United Committee on with me. We have Katie Ehrlich, who's coming all the way from Washington State, Rebecca Gorelli, who's already been on the podcast from Arizona, Carly Okuuchi, who is from um, Virginia, and Harley Litzelman, who's from Oakland, California. Thank you all for coming. You're my biggest panel, so I'm really excited to have this conversation. So if you could just introduce yourself and just tell me a little bit about yourself, like where you teach, and then we're just going to launch right into what is going on with reopening schools. So, okay, we're going to start with Rebecca Gorelli, um, who's already been on this podcast, who's fantastic. Rebecca, just tell us again about yourself. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Rebecca Gorelli. I'm a science educator in Phoenix. Um, lead organizer with Arizona Educators United, and I also helped launch this new National Educators United um, organizing group. Um, and I'm on a few committees there, Safe Return to School, Austerity Committees, um, and just really excited to be here. Thanks. Awesome. Carla, tell me about yourself. I'm Carla Aguchi. I am a music teacher here in Virginia. And I am one of the main organizers Virginia, for Virginia Educators United and on National Educators United with our Return to Schools Committee. Super excited to be here tonight. Thank you so much. Harley. Hi, I'm Harley Lutzelman. I teach history uh, in Oakland, California. And I'm one of the founders of the Refuse to Return campaign. And I'm also uh, on the NEU Safe Return to Schools Committee. Great. Well, I can't wait to hear about the refuse to return. Definitely. Katie Ehrlich. I am Katie Ehrlich. I'm a special education teacher in Washington State, um, and I am part of Washington State Educators United, a lead organizer in that group, as well as National Education, National Educators United, and I'm on the State Return to Schools Committee. Great. So um, I want to start with Harley, because I want to find out what, um, what you are doing with refuse to return. Can you tell me about that and what that is? Yeah, so uh, back in May, I wrote an article called We Cannot Return to Campus This Fall. Uh, it got fairly popular, and so I wrote a follow-up called Teachers Refuse to Return to Campus, uh, which was sort of the logical next step. Now, if you agree with the last article, we can't go back, well, you better do something about it. And that's where we unveiled the benchmark of 14 days no new cases, um, where we refuse to return to our campuses until our counties report no new cases of COVID-19 for at least 14 days. Um, that is a benchmark, a baseline. We completely support uh, organizations that call for stricter guidelines uh, or stricter benchmarks. And we also, with that article, we also unveiled a petition um, calling for that along with, um, you know, the public health measures that should have been implemented months ago, along with the economic relief measures needed to survive those public health measures. Um, that, Petition is approaching 50,000. It's about 45,000 signatures now. Um, and we're set up across all major social media. And we've set up local chapters of Facebook groups um, across the country, uh, more than 25, 30 by now. Great. Great. 
Um, Carla, so tell me what's happening with, tell me what you're doing with your communities right now and what are the next steps for you? In Virginia or with National Educators United because I'm doing them simultaneously. Well, let me, t let's talk about Virginia and then I want to, and then we're going to focus in on National Educators United. That's going to be, so just tell me a little bit what's happening in Virginia with your state and everything that's happening with educators there. Perfect. So um, here in Virginia, we had a town hall recently and we had several guest speakers, one of which is a COVID-19 survivor and she um, is an education professional career switcher and she shared a very um, eloquent portion of her story surviving it. Um, she shared this same messaging with her school board recently and we had her on a virtual rally for PPE here in Fairfax. And um, since uh, gathering three of our large locals, their leaders kind of spoke about some of the actions they are seeking, um, really pushing family members and our education professionals to go virtual, that it's the safest option. And so since Sunday, we've launched a, a week of actions. And so yesterday we had our sign and share petition. We're um, well over the goal we had originally was a thousand signatures and we're nearing 10,000, which is really exciting. And today we did our postcard uh, campaign. Tomorrow we're gonna ask people to change their photo frames um, at, to only when it's safe. So um, with National Educators United, we, we have Arizona who put in a request and we got it up for them. Virginia has theirs already up. And so now we're just gonna make one for every single state so that we can kind of show that solidarity. And then great Thursday we're sharing my stories and then Friday we'll we'll do only when it's safe videos. When is is New York getting involved right now or are they are they are okay good um just my state. <laughs> All right Katie so tell me about what's happening in Washington and you. So right now we are um working with National Educators United and following the footsteps that we've set there and we're working to form um, committees as well in our state and hold town hall statewide, we're getting that set up. Um, by next week, we're going to pull in committees together and see which people are willing to be active. And each of us on the admin group are going to head a committee. So I will be the head of the Safe Return to Schools Committee in my state. And I'm so excited to be able to share with my state, not just what the nation is doing, but what we're also doing within our state. So can you tell me some about safe, safe return to school? Like what, what exactly are, are some of the steps that you're making right now? So we have had three town halls now. The first and second were very similar. They were very informative talking about COVID and how many people might have COVID and how it can be asymptomatic and just basically educating everyone on the, the time that you might have it and how it's not safe to go to schools and why it's not safe. We need to protect our community. And then um, our last one was this last Friday, right before Virginia's on Sunday. And we had some amazing guest speakers, including Rebecca from Arizona to share what they're doing. And we had discussion breakout groups where we just got to come together and talk about what actions we want to do. We talked about um, a car rally, painting our cars, signing petitions, emailing and calling our state representatives and our superintendent and our local and state union representatives as well to really push for that. And we had Harley come in and share his uh, refuse to return and the explanation for that. We even took a poll in our um, 
our thing just to say, you know, do you support this? Is this something that you would support? And almost 100% said yes. Uh, they supported the refuse to return and they shared that they were not comfortable going back to schools uh, with the information that they learned on Friday at the town hall. So we definitely have a lot of support nationwide. That's great. So Rebecca, tell me about National Educators United. What are you doing right now? And then after this, I'm gonna open it up to have a discussion because I have questions about how do we do this as teachers? But first, let's talk about Rebecca first and then I'll, I don't wanna skip ahead too much of myself. So Rebecca, tell me what you guys are doing right now. Um, as far as uh, my work with NEU is, um, I'm on the Austerity Fightback Committee and we put together a presentation that can be shared and replicated um, in any state um, and adjusted for the context. So basically it goes through a bunch of really heavy content in federal, federal budgets, state budgets. How do I locate my state data? How do I understand what it means? So we provided all the resources for people to actually turn around and use these materials in their own state. So from building those materials on a national platform, I turned around and we had already held two uh, budget-based town halls in Arizona to really paint a picture of how many teaching positions might be lost, how much money we can expect, how much do we think PPE is actually going to cost a district, and are we actually going to get these funds or are we going to have to fight back? And obviously we all know the answer. We're going to have to fight back. And so we we're just setting the stage, educating members, educating our communities, um, and also had call to actions in every town hall. We make everybody sit there on the Zoom and call the governor at the same time. It's an amazing solidarity. Uh, whatever we ask people, we do it together. We do it together in a Zoom space. And that's really important in this time to find ways to digitally organize together and hold each other accountable. So the town halls, all the materials that are built for national come down to the state level, can be tweaked for the state level. And now we're seeing Carla and I have been hanging out. She comes into Arizona. I'm going into Virginia next on uh, Sunday, right? I'm coming into your next thing. And we're really just sharing ideas. And Arizona is really, we're, we're one of the first back in the nation. So we know we need to lead with other folks like Florida, West Virginia, we know that what we do might set a tone for others, just like Harley knows and everyone on this call knows that we need to start building together and the states that are going back first are really gonna set precedent. So Arizona's really already ramping up. We've been organizing since late May against this and really are building escalating actions and sharing those with other groups so that we can all try to build a national campaign together. Right. So how is it? So I'm going to open this up to all of you, but um, how is it going um, getting people on teachers on board? Because right now, every teacher I know is just is absolutely terrified. Um, we have no leadership. We have the just in the history of secretaries of states, the absolute worst. Um, I know that, you know, in New York City that we're slated to go back to a hybrid classroom. Um, we live in antiquated, uh, we, we live, we practically live there. We work in antiquated um, in schools where air conditioners don't work correctly. There's no filters, you know, it, you know, there's, it's just a Petri dish to go back. So my first question is, how do you come, how do you come the national feeling of terror in teachers? What is like, how do you, how do you guys help that to start? I'll take it. Um, the fear is definitely out there. 
Um, nobody went into this profession thinking that they would be expected to take a bullet to save a child's life or now just put themselves on the line, um, heading back, writing their wills. And so I think it's great that we're seeing people stepping out, stepping up, sharing their personal stories, showing others that they're not alone. Um, Rebecca's team, you know, inspired us here in Virginia. They were talking about motor marches and what happened this week here in Virginia. We've got motor you know, car rallies in various locations across the state. Yesterday it was Loudoun County. Today it was Spotsylvania. I know Fairfax is looking to have one as well. And so it's just great to see the messages that people are writing, the creative ways that they're expressing themselves, even though they're terrified um, of the decisions that seem to be out of their hands. And so just showing that solidarity all across the states is what is needed at this moment. Continuing to share the story that, you know, my COVID story, it's gonna come into your, your homes, whether you like it or not, as soon as we open our public school doors. You know, this is really a community effort. And I think people lose sight of that. Yes, we want to be back into our buildings. Yes, we want to be able to return to what was normal in our teaching lives day to day, but that is gone. And so we have to focus our energies on how can we do right now virtual learning better than what we experienced with crisis learning because we were all in a transition phase. Right, I mean, I mean the one thing is, it's like we never got the training. P parents did not get the training, teachers did not get the training, students did not get the training. So I'm curious about where is the funding for the training? Because everybody's like, we don't wanna, you know, we don't know how to do this, you need to take our kids. You know, I'm not saying all parents are like this. I mean, everybody is, everybody is terrified of this, but it's just, it's, it's all falling on the teachers you know, to, and also with funding about getting PPE, like, is this going to be falling on us? They just cut our funding in New York. All the teacher's choice money has been taken away for us. I'm not sure how it is in other states. So how, I mean, how are you, how are you all getting people on board with this? How do you not just convince the teachers to get on board, but how are you getting parents, how are we going to get, how are you going to get it out in the world so everyone can get on board saying we need, you know, we need to do this. We cannot go back. What are some of the steps that you guys are taking? Um, Harvey, you want to go and then I'll build off of you? Harley, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, for Refuse to Return, uh, one, all of our local groups are named something like Indiana for a safe return, not like Indiana teachers, right? So we wanted to really emphasize like everyone, all stakeholders in education are welcome into all of these groups. We still knew that these groups would be, would skew toward educators and school staff. So we have a separate group that's specifically for families, um, yeah, intended for parents, students, caregivers, guardians, whatnot, um, to have a space to voice their own concerns, uh, fears and whatnot from that perspective. And we have, uh, teachers who are also parents moderating that group so that they can show like, yes, as a parent, I'm very concerned about X, Y, Z. However, as a teacher, I can assure you that your students will not be safe at school, et cetera. So um, in our recruitment and in our uh, messaging and our calls to action, we're re we really want folks to and families to voice all of their concerns from their perspective as families, because we have a feeling that folks, the school districts may be more sensitive to that messaging rather than like, I don't know, the lives of teachers. 
So. Absolutely. Well, yes, that's, that's true. So tell me, Rebecca. Um, I think, you know, for all of us on this call, it, it, as Harley was talking about and Carla and like the way we can build this together is opening these spaces without these spaces we have no way to connect to each other that's why building town halls the way we've been building them is critical to opening a space gathering people not just to come listen to another speaker about what they're doing but we also we have developed some breakout strategies where people get to talk to one another and get ideas out on paper and then build some ideas together and then turn around and can act so it's not just panel style town halls it's actual literal town hall. We all come together, we think together, we work together, we organize together, and we try to build the next steps together. So with, you know, refuse to return, I know there's going to be calls to action. And I think the way that we can amplify each other and lift each other up is one by working together, which we're already doing, which is incredible. And two, as we build our actions throughout each of our states, if we can have some common messaging, some common themes, some common actions, and actually build to a national coordinated day of action and a date that is out in the world is August 3rd. And so in our last town hall, we said, okay, if this date is August 3rd, what can you do from now until then to start building? What, what's your messaging? Who are we targeting? How can we gather in parents and community along the way? How do we get visible back in our communities? That was the power of the Red for Ed movement through the strike wave of 2018 is getting into the communities, immersing ourselves and talking with parents and community, which is tricky now. And so opening these virtual spaces and inviting different groups in has been a really successful tool in our toolbox in Arizona and at the national level as well. So, I mean, what are the chances that it, it might turn into a strike? Do you, are you, I mean, are you hoping right now that with enough pressure and enough solidarity that you can make that difference before we have to strike or what, like, what are your thoughts about that? I'm just curious if that's. Um, I mean, in terms of building escalating actions, I think the movement determines where it goes. It's right. not for one person, one group. It's not for anybody to decide. If we all decide to commit to this work together and we uplift each other and find a way to connect our struggles and then immerse ourselves in our communities and find a way to connect, there is no telling what's on the table. There's no telling where this goes. I mean, we're just at the, the front of this right now. What I see in my mind is in Arizona, we were slated to go back first week of August. Now it's being pushed back. And we're gonna to start to see, so you can't just, you can't lay a timeline down and go execute, execute, execute. It's gonna be changing, adapting, flexible. So what we need to do in all of our spaces is build, whatever right. it looks like, build, build, build. And we keep building and we don't stop. So that when the time comes to pull a trigger on something or do a massive collective direct action, we have already built the foundation. So right. I don't think any one group gets to decide that. All of us put in the work together. Okay, so town hall is one way. Give me other actions that you're talking about. I'll open it up. I don't, I have many ideas. Does anyone else want to go first? Katie, do you, do you have actions that you're, you're discussing? Um, we've been communicating with our state, um, writing emails and letters and our state union president posted on our educators united page 
saying that he wanted input from people. What do you, what is your thoughts on going back to school? What are your thoughts on ventilation within your classroom or your buildings? What's going on? How could you socially distance what's happening in your particular school? And he's receiving feedback from teachers and parents as well. And I know we took a poll with NEU of educators, but also of parents to find out, let's feel the water. How many educators want to go back? when our criteria that we put forth are put in place. How many educators want to wait till there's a vaccine? How many are ready to go back now? And the amount ready to go back now was literally about 6% of everyone polled. And then the parents as well, we found that there was quite a high number, I think it was 70% that were not willing to go back until at least all safety measures that we put out there are in place because they don't feel like their child is safe. And in Washington, we put together our state group, but also groups within each region. We have a Southwest Washington, we have like and Olympia North Thurston group. We've got a variety of different groups going and the membership in our groups have literally quadrupled almost overnight. Um, people are all coming on board. There's people from my locals and um, I've invited some people, but then people that I didn't even reach out to yet have found it. And they're like, oh, this person's in that group. Let me join that. And so now a lot of my educator friends who are also parents are active on the page and being able to share as educators and as parents. And that is stronger. Like Harley said, it really is a stronger message when it's coming from parents and not just us as educators. Right. So Harley, what are some steps that's coming from um, what you're what you're working on right now? Um, uh, we're doing similar action. So we're in the middle of a week of action, which is our first initial asks of folks since they've joined and formed all of these groups. And so we're uh, today we ask folks to talk to like five people in your community. Tomorrow is talk to, send messages to your union leadership, asking them to endorse our demand. Uh, after that is legislators, lawmakers, um, school board members, superintendent. Um, and then on Friday, we're asking folks to either host an organizing meeting ref on Zoom in your area, reflecting on the progress you've had and planning next steps. Um, but we're also gonna put out like a Google form to kind of survey folks on their uh, interest in further action. And then lastly, we're, we're developing um, possibility of car caravans. Um, uh, we're looking at July 27th as kind of like a national day of action in between now and August 3rd as kind of a stepping stone. Um, but yeah, we are interested in uh, car caravans to really kind of use, to fill up physical space, you know, move from the online to the, you know, real world. Right. So tell me some other things, Carla and Rebecca, um, other steps that are being taken. And I'm, I'm very curious about the days of action, what happens in those days and how people can get involved. Sure, we're still um, coming together. I think I shared briefly kind of our week of actions for this week here in the state of Virginia. We're gonna come together again on Sunday and brainstorm. Certainly we have a date in mind, August 3rd has already been mentioned. And so what we need to do as our state strengthening, um, our site has gained so many members within the past couple of weeks as well. So this certainly is a topic of conversation that is on everybody's hearts and minds. And I think what is comforting though, as a parent and as an educator, is there are districts bordering our state that are coming to their senses and realizing that virtual really is the only equitable and safe way for us to move forward as we reopen schools. And so here, um, Arlington just announced that they will go virtual 
Um, Richmond right now, as we're speaking, is, is having their school board members make that vote decision. And we saw, you know, two areas in California who already announced that they were going virtual. Um, so one of the strategies I think that um, our state, what I'd like to do is I'm identifying some education professionals who are also parents and getting their families to sit in front of their camera and express a, a combined message statewide that if we do not feel that it is safe for our own children, that, you know, how could you possibly check the box to say you're going to take that risk? And I think one of our other EAs had already done that. And so we're really inspired by some of that um, creative messaging as you try to, you know, get the community to be with you. Right. Rebecca? Um, I think I'll speak in terms of National Educators United. Um, because most things we showcase there do come from Arizona um, and we're kind of building some actions that can be used nationwide as far as car painting and motor marches and then gathering with community organizations to build our, our motor marches. That's kind of the next step but on a national level. The way people can get involved and plug into this work, if, if people are looking for how do I plug into National Educators United, what can I do, how can I help, um, is our, we have five committees right now that are open and people are welcome to join and we have folks that are kind of like rolling in um, and you know the work just keeps pushing forward and so the five committees we have one on safe return to schools second austerity fight back equitable distance learning uh, racial equity and building statewide groups and so tomorrow we actually have a black lives uh, what is it called I can't remember unions for black lives uh, town hall tomorrow. So our racial equity has been really working on um, uplifting the Black Lives Matter struggle, helping educators uh, learn about how to be an anti-racist educator. Um, on Friday, we have a town hall that I will be facilitating with uh, my team, which is um, on building statewide groups. So if you want to build an Educator United group, come hear how some of us who have you know, are either really strongly doing it, kind of in the middle, or just starting off. We have a, a good panel going. Um, so people can learn, like, why do I need this space? How do I build this space? How do I plug people into this space? And why are these spaces important? So I think between signing up for a committee, helping us build the work, helping us build these materials, because these materials can be used nationwide. That's the idea behind this project. So I think that's a great way for folks to plug in. And of course, join National Educators United on Facebook. Yes, yes. And I think people coming to, you know, it was, it was very enlightening for me to come to, it, it was a town hall that I came to, the, the, um, the Zoom. It was so enlightening for me to just see what I saw with the car, like somebody teaching people how to decorate their cars. It's a little different in New York because we don't have cars here. So <laughs> like, we'll use bikes. I don't know. We have to figure out how to get that into New York, but we will, trust me, we will hit the streets. Um, the subway, yes. We're not yeah. taking the subway so much right now, but yes, um, <laughs> but we have to, yeah, it's a little, that's a little scary right now, but um, in terms of that, but we, you know, but I think that, I think what's going to help all of us in our anxiety, which is very high right now, and all, and one of the things uh, is, is getting involved in, in getting involved in these groups. One thing that Gialise said to me, because um, I had, she was on my podcast last week from uh, Movement of Rank and File Educators, 
she said, we have to turn off the noise because I, you know, I'm listening to the media and I'm listening to the president and I can't even, <laughs> and DeVos and like all these people and these, and, and these whatever talking about how uh, we need to get back to the classroom and classes are going, like they expect people to go back fully, full classrooms, no masks required, no PPE, just do it. Like just die. Like let's just line up and die. And so she, I think the most comforting thing for me was to hear her say, just turn off the noise and turn off the noise with that, but turn up the volume with what you all are doing. And what you all are doing is so comforting to me. And I really hope that people who listen to the podcast, it will be comforting for them too, because we have to get together for too long. I think that there's a lot of, um, separate, separating teachers and like um, conquer, separating conquer, whatever that is. And it, I see it in my, I saw it in my school. I saw it in the community. I see it with the union. I see a lot of like not coming together. And so we need people like you, leaders like you guys and what they're doing and more and, and groups in New York and all over the country to, to show us that we can get together and we are, it's a bigger number than them. And in the end, so, um, and finally, what, um, just tell me what, what is a day of action going to look like? Can you just give me an idea of what that would look like? Um, well, I guess as it's not up to me, it's not up to us. It's as we continue building through these town halls and working with Harley too, I think we think of stepping stones and, and I think once we you know, if we're all doing local actions now and we can all build our spaces and do the work now to really grow our spaces, grow our memberships, get more people involved, then I think we collectively decide what that looks like. Nothing's set in stone right now. Got we're yeah. setting a date and saying right now, focus on local, focus on right. getting messages out and, and that's where we're at. And so I think the movement determines and it comes from us listening to each other and popping into each other's spaces and saying, where are you at? Where are you at? Oh, you're going back. Okay. Because honestly, this is going to require, um, I have this weird word for it, is like this arc of solidarity, right? There's going to be people going back first. We all need to support them. Then who comes next? And we all need to support those people. And if we can have this like rolling solidarity kind of arc and this feel of like this growing movement, I think honestly, that's the only way this is going to happen. If we're all connected, we all know what's happening. We're all committing to get in our own spaces and do the work and then come together and say, okay, where are we at? And do, you know, temperature checks and think about it together. I think we can, we can build towards something and really make a difference in impact and influence and pressure. And so I don't know what August 3rd is going to look like. I think we're going to listen over the next couple weeks and listen and see what Harley's doing and what's happening in those spaces. And then we'll have town halls. We'll come together. We'll talk. And I think we just, you know, we're teachers. We know how to look at data, look at information and say, okay, what do we need to use it to inform what we do next? I mean, that's, that's why we're good organizers, straight up. That's the reason. Right. We know how to do this. And so to me, I don't know what it's going to look like. I have many ideas on what I hope it looks like, but right. I don't right. know. It's not up to me or you or Carla or anybody. It's, it's what are we, what's the we saying we do? Right. And we try to figure out a way to do it. Great. Well, I just want to say thank you so much um, for you. Um, this is too brief. I would love to have this conversation for like two more hours, seriously, because it's fascinating what you guys are doing. <laughs> We're wrapping it up in a half hour. So
So thank you so much for being part of the Warriors of Education podcast. I will post all of your links. We will get people involved. You guys are doing God's work. You're, you're incredible. So solidarity to all of you. And thank you so much for being part of it. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yep. Thank you. And we will have your photo frame ready. <laughs> awesome. This has been the Warriors of Education podcast, dedicated to all the hardworking teachers across this country. We hear you. We see you. We honor you. Thank you.